You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah, and today we're going to take a look into what it's like to date Jesse. Jesse is a sketch comedian. He runs a production company out of Vancouver, and he's doing stand-up as well as online comedy. Welcome to the show, Jesse. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing, man? Fantastic, fantastic. Tell everyone listening just a little bit about you. Like, What's your background? How, how's life up in Vancouver? And of course, what's your relationship status? Vancouver is good. I actually currently just, just recently moved right into the city. I'm trying to pursue a career in, in comedy, as I said. So I, have, I decided I wanted to be closer to the action. With what's going on in the world, it seems like we're recovering a lot quicker than uh, most places. No offense. And, and uh, so there seems to be a lot more action for you know, creating content and actually working with people in, in person. So I started my production company about eight months ago, and we're rolling really well. We just recently put out our 40th piece of content in the last eight months, so I'm quite proud of that. Again, I was, I was pursuing stand-up comedy just before COVID hit, but not so much a thing right now. Uh, certain small clubs are opening again, but uh, I'm just staying away from anything like that just to be safe because, you know, uh, the numbers here seem to be climbing a bit, but I don't know. I really don't know what, to, you know, with all the news, fake news, real news out there, I don't really know what to do. So uh, <laughs> I just, I just keep it safe by staying home as much as I can. <laughs> I got it. So, and then how's yeah. that impacting your dating life? Are you, you, you mentioned you're single. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been single for a long time. And I think part of my, my comedy and some of the content I've put out has, has been uh, inspired by my single life. Or, uh, you know, like, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not saying I don't think I like, go, I'm on the prowl necessarily. I'm a very chill guy when it comes to my dating life. So it's like, I just like, I just do I just try to do well in life and see kind of what the universe brings back to me, if that makes sense. You know, I, I over COVID, I did a few a few online dating type situations where I was doing like video chat dates and whatnot. And they went really well, but it was kind of awkward because it's just like, where do we go from here? It's like, so are you social distancing dating or like, do we just keep doing this? And you know, it, it, it's, it's a weird time to date, to be honest, especially for me, like putting myself out there more. Like I've been single for about five years now, which is a long time for a lot of people. Uh, for me, I've just kind of been like, you know, so focused on what I'm trying to do as far as a career goes that I'm not like, if it happens, it happens. If somebody's down for the ride and it makes sense, but I'm just like not going to waste my time if it doesn't, if it doesn't seem like it's going to work, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, but I think recently, like I, you know, I just moved to Vancouver. I got a nice place. I'm living with a, a, a fellow creative business partner. I'm down the street from my brother, who's another business partner. I'm just getting closer to everything that's happening. And I think when people see you working hard and they see you putting out, you know, the things you've been talking about all your life and finally putting it to work, I feel like the, 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 the love interest just kind of, you know, come into your life naturally a bit more. So I think I've been seeing a lot of like, Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, like there's been a lot more interest coming my mm. way. So there's opportunity, even, even past love interests have kind of come into my life again, which yeah. is interesting. So it's fine. I'm not like, I'm not worried about it because like, I'm just, you know, one of those people that needs to be happy with what I'm doing and who, who I am. And, you know, I've, it's been long enough. I can wait a little bit longer if it means that I'm going to get the, get the right person. So, yeah. That's a, that's a great attitude. I think it's, uh, it's one of these things that as people wait longer and longer, they'll either get more 
cool about it or they'll just start to get a little desperate. And I think that's a great position to be in. I'm I'm not desperate. That's for sure. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all, I'm all good over here. I think, yeah. I think when it, when it happens, it'll just be that much more special. You right. I mean, it's just like when you overindulge in something and you don't, you don't, you don't, you get it too often. It's just like, you're just having mm. sex. You're just fucking around. It, it's not. It's not as good as when the real thing comes along. You know? It's kind of like if you hold out for masturbating, you get. You get. If you hold out for masturbating, you wake up with a puddle of jizz on your stomach the next yeah, morning. Yeah, isn't it wild? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's me. I don't know. Yeah. So, as a as a sketch comedian, I'm sure you've had the opportunity to to really like hone the skill of synthesizing the encounters that you have in life and turning them into mm. a story. And for sure. as something that is a skill that a lot of people take for granted, right? It's like, oh, this, this, and this, and this happened in my life, but they, they just kind of downplay it. As a sketch comedian, you look at that as your strength and you're able to say like, oh, even this like mundane story happened or this, this event happened, I can create this into a story. So yeah. I'm going to open the floor up to you to okay. maybe just looking back at some of these interests, these love interests that have popped up into your life. Tell us a story of, it could be a funny moment. It could be an embarrassing moment. Uh, something that well, happened in your dating life. Well, I can I can tell you kind of a cool moment that has happened in my life that kind of got me really rolling with like being brave enough to put my comedy online and start rolling with that. And it and it all started with my lack there of uh, relationships. So I just turned thirty years old, and for my birthday, my friends bought me a pocket pussy as a joke. <laughs> they were like, Jesse, we know you haven't had a girlfriend in a while, so uh, we got you one. And uh, I was like, okay, this is this is funny. I was like, it, it's true. I haven't had a girlfriend in a while, but like, I'm going to take advantage of this situation and, and, and I'm going to take this joke a little bit further. So what I did was I started an Instagram account where I am dating a pocket pussy. So I turned that, that, so I, I created a character and I turned the pocket pussy into a real life person, according to me. And I started dating it. And I, and I ran that Instagram account for, for, I'm, st I'm actually re rebringing it back, but it was just an interesting idea and it actually grew quite a bit and i have some really really big followers on that account including seth rogan he's, he's somebody that follows me so I, I i it was it was something that i took as like my friends are making fun of me because i don't have a girlfriend and they bought me a sex toy so how can i how can i make the, put this into my best interest and and see how far i can take it and i ended up bringing her to mexico i started the love story there i i, I created this whole world but like the biggest thing that i did with it was I never made it sexual. So I had this pocket pussy girl, you have the most like, you know, sexual organ of a female. And it's so easy to, you know, make it just all sexual and make it all inappropriate and stuff. And I was like, my, my, how I'm going to test this is I'm just going to make it the best love story that anybody's ever seen. <laughs> and so that was my first intro into doing videos and making content online. And it like, it built up really quickly and it got, it, it went really well. And it kind of, started the creative juices flowing for me to start my production company. Yeah. So I think, I think if we look at it in the sense of like, you know, what have I done for my love life, whether it, it existed or people were poking fun at my love life, I've tried to always turn it into a positive into what I'm trying to do in my career. That's so very cool. I think that's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. I, I, think the, I think the funniest part about it is that you never actually, have you actually used it? No, I have not used it. No. Wow. Have you ever yeah. used, have you ever used a flashlight? Oh, no, 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 I haven't. I have not. Wow. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just, I just knew when I got it, I was like, this is not for fucking. This is for making people laugh. Yeah, this <laughs> is a story. Like, and not to, not to make fun of like, you know, the world's a sensitive place. And, you know, I knew that doing a, an account like this even would have people 
possibly hating on me for sure. But like, that was my whole goal was to make it so like everyone could love it. And I think the idea was like, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, making, make objectifying women with this account. Mm -hmm. I was womifying an object. I was making this object more than it was. And I had, I had girls sending me messages basically saying like, Oh, I'm like, it's so crazy how you treat that pocket pussy so much better than most guys have ever treated me. And it's like, I was like, thank you, but that's sad. And you should probably go find some, some other dude then. And so I, I, I actually got some, some decent female attention from it. And I was kind of like, you know, this is interesting because it was me, it was me being myself. It was like, I created an idea. It was being silly. I mean, I did have to create a character because when I was working, I told my, the, the human resources at my job that I, I was uh, going to do this. And that was an interesting conversation on its own. But I, they just basically said I had to change my name and, and come up with a different uh, persona and not to make it into my real world. And then that became a fun thing on its own because then I could have fun with it in mm-hmm. that way as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So do you, do you put a picture of you and, and the, and the pocket pussy on like your Tinder profile? That's a funny thing. You say that because I, I have thought about exploring that Avenue and I may, I probably will because that that's like, you know, opening it up to, to, to spice up the relationship and that can happen later down the road. Right. Yeah. So I haven't yet, but yes, I definitely will entertain that idea. Very cool. <laughs> and so we were, we were talking earlier how you have people coming out of the woodworks and raising their hand to say, what's up, Jesse, remember me? So tell yeah. us, tell us a little bit about that. Like, how are you meeting people now? What is your process for filtering? How do you decide that this is somebody that I'm going to go out on a date with? Well, Again, I, I, I'm, I'm not a spiritual person, but I, I do entertain the opportunity for spiritualness in my life, if that makes sense. So like, I do, I do believe that like you're killing it in life and you're doing everything great and you're not even so much focused on, you know, what the girls are doing and, you know, what, what that other stuff looks like in your life, that it somehow just the universe sends it your way. And so like I've had past relationships where I was just partying, not doing anything with my life, working paycheck to paycheck, just not doing well. And I've had opportunities to date wonderful human beings. And I was just a piece of shit. I just wasn't a good a dating partner at the time. And it was always just like, I wanted to have my cake and eat it too, you know? And so I've had recently, you know, it's been the same conversation with a lot of people being like, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And it's like, I want to be an entertainer. I want to be a comedian. I want to make people laugh. I want to create content that people talk about. And since I've been doing that strongly, those people, some of the people that I was a piece of shit to back in the day have seen that you're doing a great job. Like you've been working really hard. Like you've been talking about doing this for a long time and I see you doing it. It's there. It's on the internet. It's there for everyone to see. So how are you doing? You want to come out? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like r- recently this weekend, I was invited to a, a, a birthday party of a girl that I dated a, a while back and you know, there was definitely a spark there. And there was, and I was just like, you know, I always wanted to get a second chance, you know, because I just feel like it just wasn't the right time. Timing is so important as well, right? Like you just have to be in the same mindset. And so there was, you know, an, an opportunity there. And I think, you know, I liked it. And I'm, I'm way more open to, to entertaining that world of, of dating and just, you know, as long as it doesn't affect what I'm trying to accomplish right now, you know, I always had this mindset that I would get my career going and then I would worry about that stuff. But I think like sometimes when you're, when you're working towards a, a career, it's never good enough and you keep wanting more and more and more. And if you, if you let that lo- the love interest stuff get away too long, you end up missing out. And mm-hmm. I also don't want that to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of, there's kind of like a, you're shedding a skin in a sense of, of the old Jesse shedding his skin to this new, yeah, yeah, yeah. this new version. Yeah. And, of course. and then if you, there's like another layer that you got to pull off in order to be like, all right, now I can, now we can go and enjoy some, some relationships. Some it's not always grind, 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 grind. Exactly. And you know, I think one of the, 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 the pieces of content that you had seen or, or you had come across that made you reach out to me was a, a video that we did recently called Jesse's girl. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so my name is Jesse and I've always heard that song has always been a big part of my life because anytime it comes on in the club or anytime it comes in, wherever it is, people are singing it to me. And then you're like, man, but like, I never have the girl, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it kind of hits. And so we decided basically over quarantine, I had this huge bushy beard, this long, gross hair. I just, I just let it all go. Right. And I was like, guys, I, I said to my team, I'm like, let's take advantage of this. Like I want to start dating again. So let's make it a, a piece of content. Let's make my new dating life, the new Jesse's, the new me, a, a, a series of funny videos. So we recently released one where we basically did a parody on Queer Eye. And so my brother, my other worker, and another guy played characters that were kind of like the show Queer Eye. And they basically made me over and got me ready for my first Bumble date. And that was kind of the beginning of, speaking of shedding skin, I shed all that hair off my skin and I was re- and I, we went and did a, a full um, shopping and, and got me a bunch of new clothes and stuff and got me ready for for the dating life again so that was kind of a, a, a rebirth of, of Jesse ready to get get some you know yeah. <laughs> yeah all right so let's talk about that if Jesse's gonna go out and get some what makes it really awesome and like do you have a story maybe of a time of a time that was really just a fantastic date this is this if i could date this type of girl i would do it all over again my my life's kind of been like a vicious circle like i've i've tried the living right downtown thing before and it hadn't worked out but like there was like one point in my life probably from like when i was 20 to 25 that i was just you know killing it i was getting a lot of girls i was going out on dates all the time but it was just that young, like wanting to get laid, wanting to party, wanting to have a good time. It was just, it was, it was a lot of that. It was, it was messy. I'll be honest. Like it wasn't really good. And I've always thought of myself, I've never thought of myself as like a player or a guy that just like, you know, is on to the next one. I've always cherished a good relationship, but for some reason, when I was doing it in my early stages, it was just like getting drunk, going home with a girl, maybe see you next time, maybe not, you know? And so uh, this is actually kind of new to me. I've, I've dated in my like early, like very early twenties, like, and like 18, 19, and I've had some decent relationships, but uh, I don't know. There might've been like some scarring from like being dumped a lot. And so maybe, (laughs) maybe because it never worked out the way I wanted, if, if I was able to just go on these dates with these girls, have sex with them and then peace out, like, then there's no way that they could do that to me again. So there might've been some insecurities from being heartbroken, (laughs) if you may. I had a relationship with a girl I worked with probably the last time. Sorry, I know you're asking about good, good, good dates, but I kind of can't think of any. That's <laughs> cool. We can talk about uh, some bad ones but, too. But but what what I'm I'm gonna have that comes to mind is that something that kind of I feel like has maybe been an insecurity as to why it's taken me so long to get back in the dating world as well is because I I dated somebody that I worked with at one point, and she was the cutest, sweetest thing, and I really you know I th- I th- I I had a lot of um, good feels towards her, but uh, we had worked together. And uh, so I was the manager and she was one of my workers, but I'd worked my way up to manager. She worked her way up to another position. 
And she, she had told me about some, some, some moments in her life where she'd been abused and, and had bad things that sexually abused and all these things by guys she had dated in the past. And, you know, all I thought about was like, oh, that's, that's so sad. You're such a sweet person. Like, I would never do that to you. I don't want to do anything like that to you. And I'm going to, you know, take care of you. This is going to be good. And we dated for a while. And then very, very soon after she started to, you know, not want to, to date me. And then she basically, before Me Too was a thing, she tried to Me Too me, basically. Mm. So she had, I, I, as you can tell from the type of comedy I do, I'm, I'm quite, I'm a little vulgar. I'm a little out, outside the box. I'm a little inappropriate to some, but my goal is never to be hateful. It's always to, you know, just make people laugh. And we had, she had kind of basically started to use my jokes and my personality against me to say that I was like sexually harassing her at work and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, so felt like such mistrust between somebody for them to just use my own personality and the person that they apparently liked in the beginning to all of a sudden be like, Oh, like now I'm going to use this to get you in trouble and get you in shit and almost get you fired from your job just because I decided I don't want to be with you. And that would make it easier for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And luckily the, the me too thing wasn't a thing at the time when this happened, it was, you know, just before, but I could definitely see me being a potential one of those stories. And it's just so sad in, in the world of what's going on with comedians, especially, I don't know yeah. if you've been following, but it's happening. COVID and, and me too are like this right now, you know, they're, they're right. people are catching either me too or COVID. And, and so I don't know what's real. And I know that there's a lot of proof that comes out sometimes, but it's, it's not always right. You know, so there's, there's two sides to it and it, it sucks for the ones whose careers are being ruined by, by lies and shit that hasn't happened. And, and for those that are real, you know, that are out there, like, absolutely. Like, you know, I, my heart goes out to those girls that have been abused and, and treated that way, but you know, it's not always the case. And, you know, so looking back and being like, man, that could have been me before I even started my career. Like that's a scary thing to think about, Yeah, um, you know, and it, it's, it's almost like the moment you're accused of it, it's just mm. bye bye, bye bye to what you're working on, you know, bye bye to your career. And uh, so that's a scary thing. But I think that might've been an insecurity to me to be like, Oh shit. Like if I just stay away from girls altogether, and just work on my career, then maybe it'll be all good, you know, mm -hmm. but that's, that's like, it's a small percentage of people that do that and ruin it for everyone else, which is the theme of the world right now that, you know, there's, there's a small percentage making everybody believe the world is a horrible place. And I think I'm just not fearing uh, mm -hmm. the idea of falling in love anymore. You know, I, so I love that. That's really, it's really beautiful yeah. to say, and it takes some guts to open up and say that this, this happened and, you know, mm -hmm. to, to express that it takes some guts. Have you, so I'm just curious, have you been able to resolve things with her and, and just come to terms? That, that girl in particular that did that to me? No, we, 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 we don't speak and I'm okay with that. In, in September, before I started my whole, my whole production company, I did a life coaching program and I kind of, you know, dealt with a lot of things like that. So I think just talking, having a conversation about it is a, is a good way to, you know, for your therapy on issues mm -hmm. like this, having this conversation right now helps. And I think that's an important thing for everyone to know if anybody's been through anything like that to, to talk about it. The more you talk about it, the more that people can, you know, look at you and say, Hey, you know what? Like, I, I believe you and I'm, I'm here for you. And I know that, you know, you're not a bad person and, you know, and you're doing a good thing here. And it's just like, you need that refresher sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it normalizes it and it allows the, 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 the self judgment because that's, that's mm -hmm. really the, the hardest demon to come to terms with is the self criticism mm -hmm. and the self judgment. It mm -hmm. lets that relax a little bit. And it says, For wait, sure. this is, this is just 
what happened. And it's, there's by no means like, the, it, you know, it sounds like the, there was a mutual sort of thing in, in this instance. I hope that, you know, that she, that she recovers and she feels good about it and in time. And I think that's, I think that's an important, important way to do I mean, it. First, you gotta, uh, first you gotta speak about it, open things up and say this happened. And, and then eventually, you know, work through yeah, it. Yeah. And I mean, maybe in the future, I might have to go look her up and, and have that conversation with her, but honestly, it wasn't, it, 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 it didn't seem like a, it wasn't a long enough, more committed enough relationship that I felt like I had to have that closure with her. Yeah. It just seemed like, oh no, you just turned into this different person and you, you're trying to ruin what I'm working hard for in order to make yourself feel better. And that's kind of enough for me, you know, yeah. like if that's just a shitty thing to do. And so if someone does that, it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't need any closure. I don't need to ask you why you did that. You need, right. you have to work on, you, you need to work on what you need to work on to get better. And if I need to work on something to fix, excuse me, to fix this, then, then I will. And I'm going to do, do what I need to do. Yeah. So I think yeah. lesson learned, probably stay clear from the, from coworkers. coworkers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So final question, as we're working towards wrapping up here, what do you think is the secret to being a better lover? Uh, listening to your lover. I think, I think having like, that's another thing on its own. It's like, there's so many insecurities um, in the bedroom, people, you know, how long you last, how big you are, what you, what you look like naked. And I think that when somebody gets you to that opportunity to, to see all those things and experience those things, if you have certain insecurities in those areas, it's important to have a conversation as to what things you would like to work on as a lover and how you would like to do that. Because if you're with somebody and you've gotten to that, that point where they're willing to have you in their bedroom and you know, they're, they've, they've already gotten a, a lot out of you and they, they already like so much. And that's usually the final, you know, depending on how fast it goes, but that's usually the, you know, the, the, the final step there. And it's kind of like some people might push people away just because they're not performing sexually the way that they would like. And instead of just having a conversation with that person and being like, look, you know, like I've always been bad in this and, I want to be good at it. Like, I want to pleasure you better. And, you know, you're so good at this. Like, but like, how can we be good together as a team? And how can we just, you know, be, be good sexually as like a unit rather than, you know, you're always just coming first or <laughs> I'm coming last or whatever that is. You know what I mean? And I think, I think that those conversations don't happen as much. And mm -hmm. it's just like having a conversation about something that's fucked you in your past. It's like, you need to, you're, 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 you're willing to grow. Growth is just super important, whether it's by yourself or with somebody else. And if that's part of your growth, I think that would be some good advice. You know, if, if something's not working the way you want to in the bedroom, then find a way to make it work. There's just so many things out there. There's so many like, you know, organic medicines you can take. There's so many, there's so many toys you could get. You can, you know, and there's no, there's no shame in those things because the end goal is to pleasure your both to both get pleasure out of what you're doing and, and enjoy each other sexually. So I think that whether it's bringing a pocket pocket pussy into yeah. it or bringing that back around, but yeah. So I think it's just having, having communication. hundred percent. I think that's something that there's also like the patience that comes with it. Because if you, if you think that this is the time you, it, you have to nail it on this time, it, it really puts a lot of pressure on and it, it just makes for a miserable experience. But if you approach it from that abundance mentality yeah. where it's like, Oh, I, I have all the time in the world. Right now we're together. This is we're we're connected in this moment. There's no rush, and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who comes first, who doesn't come. But you're just yeah. there, and you're and you're there to give pleasure to the other person. I think, yeah, it's like how can you not enjoy that? It's yeah. it really makes it a, a different experience. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Jesse, it's been a, it's been awesome having you on the show. How do people a find your, your pocket pussy account and B <laughs> how do they, how do they find your sketch comedy? So the pocket pussy account is beef Kurt in love. Her nickname's beef. My name's Kurt and we're in love. So it's B E E F K I R T in love. That's on Instagram. And then my production company is called the smash potato kids. You can find us at smash potato kids on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and yeah, look out. You're going to, you're going to hear about us. Look out for my dating life too. If you want to, if you want to follow my dating life and, and get to the point when I uh, finally meet the one, it, it just might be documented. So uh, come check us out. Yeah. Well, when you hit that point, you should, you should uh, drop me a line. We'll bring, maybe we'll bring you man, and a partner. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. awesome. All right, brother. Thanks for listening to this episode of the dirt on dating show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe talk dirty and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure